Yes, it is true that the YouTube has not been running recently and that is why also there has been little com- content on the uh, Instagram because I used to do the clips based on the YouTube videos and they haven't been going up. Um, and to be honest, the big fact is, actually there's a couple of reasons for this. The first one is that I've just, you know, I feel like I haven't had enough time. I've uh, been a little bit lazy and this kind of went on the back burner for a little bit where I just needed to come in and get it done with as little effort as possible. Uh, for some of you who do know, you know, I do all the editing for this. I do all the YouTube stuff. I do all the content that goes up uh, on the Instagram. So it's just me running the show. Um, and I say we a lot, but the we I think is the, is the community that we have built here. Uh, and the second is that I just felt really, really ugly. Um, I felt sick. I felt lethargic. I felt like... Um, I just feel like my I'm blocked up all the time and my eczema is getting really, really bad. Uh, my neck is just like red as frick. Uh, my arms are getting all spotty. I look like a cheetah and my eyes, I actually I have a black eye on one eye and that's for reals, that's from rugby. Um, but my eyes just start looking like a panda. Um, so just, you know, kind of that stuff as well. Uh, it's something that I don't want to put out there because uh, I don't feel pretty. And... You know, a lot of people will say, but you are pretty, like that's just, it's difficult to relay that to other people uh, because like I I keep saying and like I have been saying for years and years and years, actually not years and years and years since we started the podcast is that all of your feelings, they're, they're extremely valid to who you are and I know a lot of people who don't understand what you're going through they will it's really easy for them to just feel like you could just do something else like oh but if you just did the youtube video uh, maybe it'll be fine um, but these are people who don't quite understand where you are and the thing is most times when you do it, it it is it does end up being fine no one really notices it because those are the insecurities that you have um, but that is something that you yourself have to get over so um, that kind of became part of what we wanted to talk about today or what I wanted to talk about today uh, which was vicious cycles and things that we get into so because I missed the first one of the YouTube videos because I was feeling a little bit ugly um, I started feeling like you know I don't have to do the YouTube videos because um, I am still feeling ugly which means that I kind of never address the fact that like what are the reasons for me feeling ugly yes it's my skin uh, but are there other things as well? Like, am I feeling lethargic because of other things that I'm doing and behaviors that I have been doing or haven't been doing? Uh, and a lot of that just kind of comes from me not actually addressing the root problem. Uh, and because we didn't address the root problems, vicious cycles just tend to happen. And from there, because I feel ugly, I don't do the YouTube videos, but then I don't do the YouTube videos because I feel ugly. Uh, and then we don't get enough content. And then because we don't get the content, I'm not posting as much. I start to feel stupid. I start to feel stupid and I start to feel like, you know, I'm not giving the community enough. And then it comes back to me having low self-esteem. So that's kind of, it just feeds itself and kind of justifies why I feel the way I feel about myself. So that happens on a whole bunch of different systems. So it's not just this one, this is one example of a whole bunch of things that happen daily uh, that always kind of come back to me being mean to myself. Um, So I'm doing this and this is proper me just saying this because I know that I am not the only one who feels this way, uh, and a lot of you, this is a, it's a weird compliment, because a lot of you do say to me, you know, oh, I'm so proud of you for being so vulnerable. Now, the thing is, I'm very open about this sort of stuff, because I've been through the, you know, I've got the therapy, I've got the counselling, I've got really good supportive people around me uh, that I can voice this off a lot of the time. Um, so for me, it's not actually being strong, putting it out there. 
Um, and for me, I'm doing this basically because I know uh, it was difficult for me to start when I did it. Uh, and because it's taken me so long, you know, I might as well just create a shortcut for other people. So yes, it's really, really cool, but I don't do this for people to say that I'm proud of you or well done for being strong. I do this because I want other people who never felt like they had the voice to be able to voice it. Um, so the first one, something that I just want to get out there is just like your thoughts are not reality. So yes, your thoughts can become different things depending on how you act on it. But if you are someone like me who is an overthinker, you have the propensity to continue to make all these scenarios that will never come true uh, or won't be true, but you're just beating yourself up for yourself. Um, so that kind of comes down to, so we're going to talk about vicious cycles, and but we're going to talk about... I think something for me that this will be a really good time to talk about is, is addressing the issues that we have uh, and how to get out of those vicious cycles. So um, the first one I think for us to look at and for those of you who are going through what you're going through, um, just to let you know that like anxiety is a thing um, and just like we're talking about the boom in mental health and everyone's really, really aware of it. But I don't think, you know, there are people who are pushing it and there are people who are really getting in behind it. Uh, and then there are people who understand it, and there are people who feel it. And the people who kind of understand it, and they want to be allies to everything and support all that sort of stuff, um, if you are one of those people who says it's not weak to speak, but when people are displaying anxious uh, episodes, or they're starting to say like, oh man, I just like don't have the social battery in me today, or you know something's really, really stressing you out, and you're one of those people who just says, you know, oh, it'll be all good. You don't actually properly take that time to to evaluate how they're actually going and be empathetic to that person. Um, it's it's quite ironic that you're one of those people who say it's not weak to speak because we that's definitely something that we need to work on. We need to work on more people being vocal about how it is that they feel. Um, but you know, do they just judge how everyone feels? Like, are these the type of people who will say it because they think it's the right thing to say? Um, but you know, they just can't understand why it is that you feel the way you feel so like you don't have to give advice all the time you can just sit there and just like accept what they're saying without judgment because I remember when people would say you know speak to me you know um if, if you ever feel like you're you're getting stuck you know you have someone to talk to and that's me so what I would do is I would ask them like is it okay if I you know can I vent right now and if they said yes then I'd be like okay cool are you prop you sure that you're in that um you're in that mode to be able to take what I'm going to say and then they say yeah but then when I would tell them what I was going through so when I was trying to like properly go through my thoughts and try to just lay it all out there um I was always kind of felt like oh but you're you're so lucky you know you're smart you, you're you're athletically gifted you do all these different things like you've got so much going on for you how come you're worried or why is it that you're anxious or how can you be depressed if you have all of that sort of stuff that just totally nullifies everything that I've just said before because it kind of makes me feel like my feelings or the way that I am are, is invalidated now sure there are going to be people who just say hey but you know I I wish you didn't have to feel like that, uh, and I wish that you know you could see how much these people care for you, or you could see uh, how great you are at all these different things. But to say you have these things, you shouldn't be this way, or you shouldn't feel this way, is a total prickhead thing to do. Uh, and I get that a lot. I do get that a lot because a lot of people just say, you know, you're so high functioning. Like, there's just the reason I am the way that I am is because I have those problems. Is because I try because. 
I hate the discomfort of actually having those feelings. So what I try to do is I just push myself as much as I can so that I can look like the person who doesn't have those problems so that from there I can be the one who looks after other people. Because if I don't look like I'm struggling, I can then go look after other people because that distracts them it distracts them from the fact that I'm uncomfortable, but it also distracts me from any of the pain that I'm feeling because I can feel like I'm actually contributing and now I'm a proper, uh, you know, I, I mean something. I actually have some sort of purpose. Now, this all is in balance, as I say. Me, I tend to go very, very far one end. I tend to just, you know, not feel like I'm enough, so I'll give as much as I can to other people, push myself down more because I'm just giving so much to other people, uh, and that stresses me out, so because I'm getting more and more uncomfortable, I tend to give more and more to other people so that I can get some sort of feedback to make me feel like I'm actually good enough, uh, and that goes on and on and on, and this is the vicious cycle that I keep talking about, um, and I guess where we want to go from here is that that anxiety that you feel, this is, the, this is something to keep in mind, it's physiologically, it, it really gets you. So the times that you have it, you know, you either have an increased heart rate or your, your blood pressure rises. Like if I was to take your blood pressure, if you're having one of these attacks, your body changes. It actually does stuff to your body uh, because it takes over you. If people are telling you, just breathe, just calm down, just, you know, you, you shouldn't be like that, like you don't have to, all that's going to do is stress you out even more because you don't feel like these are people who can support you. Um, and then it just pushes you deeper and deeper. Now, unfortunately, there are people who will use this to kind of get out of different situations and not have to deal with certain things. Um, but that shouldn't be the first that shouldn't be the first thing that we go to. We shouldn't just be like, oh, are they actually anxious or are they just saying that? I think you should treat everyone with the same. If someone's going to say that, that might be them reaching out. And all of their different uh, actions that they have been doing is just because they have been, you know, trying to deal with it and trying to actually, you know, do I hide this? Do I actually bring this out? If I do bring this out, what are people going to say? And if the first time they try to get vocal about it, you just go, oh, pfft she's all shit, or he's all shit, or, or they're, they're, they're just making this stuff up because they want attention. Do you think they're ever going to want to reach out again? No, so I think we should just give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Um, just, you know, be that supportive person. You don't need to provide advice, you just sometimes need to be there. Um, so for everyone else who is feeling that sort of stuff, you know, just remember, it is mind-body. Um, so some of our solutions will come to how do we deal with the body to then influence the mind and how do we influence the mind to then influence the body. So that's kind of at the other end when things start to happen. But thinking about you know the vicious cycles itself, I think we should stop fighting our nature. And what I mean by this is just you know you need to get to know yourself and who it is that you are properly uh, and then properly accept yourself in that way. So if you are hurting, or if there are cycles in the patterns of behavior that you have, you need to take that time, like I've been saying over the last three episodes, to really understand who it is that you are, what are the triggers that make you do certain actions that you're not proud of, uh, and then what do you find are your traits or your patterns from that point? You know, where is it that you can actually start to see this is something, this is character trait of me uh, when I get into this particular state? Uh, because if you can start to identify those, we can start to figure out, okay, I've identified that, I've acknowledged that, what is something else that I can do to replace that, or what are some things that I can do when I feel myself getting into that area? So we talked about this in the handling anger issue, so you know uh, I've been someone who's just very, very quick to snap, um, but 
the snapping isn't because I'm an angry person, it's because I never deal with a whole bunch of things and they all just kind of build up and build up and build up and then this is just the one thing that sets me off. That one thing that sets me off, if no one understands that I wasn't letting the gas valve off as we were going along the way, they're just going to be like, whoa, that was out of character or whoa, that was really, really uh, over the top and dramatic. Yes, it was over the top and dramatic because I never really got to deal with all the different all the different things that were contributing um, to all of that sort of stuff. So stop fighting your nature. Find out how it is that you feel through different situations. Uh, sit down with someone who knows you uh, and just you know what are some things that you do or when you start to feel anger or when you start to feel negative emotions, what do you see yourself doing or what do you find are your are the first thoughts that come to your head? All right. Now, the, pro, the, the, the thing you need to do, though, when those thoughts come in is, is not judge them, not be like, well, you fucking idiot, why are you thinking like that? You know, it's always you. And the reason I know this so well is because I'm the king at saying all those different things to myself. I'm the king at just thinking when things go wrong, I should have done like a million times more. I can barely look after myself. So when things come into like, when things happen like that, me always blaming myself is basically just going to push me back down into not giving 100% to anything anymore because I can't trust myself. But like I said, if you stop fighting your nature and actually get to know who you are and accept that part of you, then you're actually going to be in a better place because you understand that this is how I am. When I'm like this, this is what I need to do. Those are the first steps. If you can understand, acknowledge, and just like get to know who you are, bruh, makes a huge difference. But... Here's the thing, it's super confronting. So maybe start easy, you know, just get to know a few things, you know, if someone was to describe you, how would they describe you? If you were to describe yourself, how would you describe yourself? Uh, and then what are some things that from that point, um, you can start to say, okay, and I tend to do this. You don't judge yourself on what you tend to do. You just look at, okay, if I tend to do that, do I like it? Do I not like it? If I don't like it, um, how can I get myself out of that? So um, that's something that you can do there. But the I think where I'm trying to go with this, and it's a point that uh, gets raised quite a bit when I do talk about this and getting to know myself, is people say, oh, but doesn't that then give you reason to not address anything? Hundred, Yeah, 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 for sure. I feel that. I feel that because you know, you're getting to know yourself. You can start to say, oh, yeah, when I get into this position, this is what I do. You don't have to accept that that's all you have to offer. So yes, this is how you act. But this is when I say, you know, you have to totally look at whereabouts you are uh, and whereabouts you want to be. So because you are, you know, thinking about who you are and then you're looking at the actions that you want to come off the actions that you've just done, uh, you need to look at whether those are serving you for a positive cause or for a negative. Um, if they feel like things that are just pushing you deeper and deeper into that vicious cycle that we were talking about, uh, that's where you need to address it and just not have a fixed mind about it. You know, you you say that is something that I need to change. Uh, that part of me, I'm not accepting or it's just, you know, like boys will be boys or uh, that's just how I am. Nothing is just how you are. We are dynamic evolving human beings and as the context changes we have so many different ways of showing how it is that we are as people no one is set in stone and if you are you are a hieroglyph and you are stuck in the past right we have so many things changing so often and we have so many people coming into this world starting to understand that we have a huge role to play not only for who we are to ourselves but to our environment to our people around us um, that 
we need to always be learning. We need to always be figuring out how it is that we fit. Um, and that starts with getting to know who you are so that you can understand your role um, in the greater context. So for me, something that I think you know has had me jumping around and being super, super uh, anxious as we go through this is just you know being a huge proponent for therapy. And that's been something that I had to start doing. Like I, I just, I don't think I would have made it this far this easily, or it hasn't been easy, but uh, as, you know, as easily or as seamless as it has been without being able to logically think my thoughts through. Uh, and I've been doing that by paying someone to listen to me uh, and not necessarily to give advice, like I keep saying, but just someone who can validate the way that I feel, uh, but also give me the hard word if, I, if I'm being silly um, and just saying, hey, look, you're, you're sabotaging yourself. You're doing things so that you don't have to face the overall uh, consequence of you and maybe someone else in a relationship talking through stuff. Um, so instead of sabotaging myself so that I can get out of it, it's actually looking at uh, what can I do to be the equal partner. And that's not necessarily in like sexual or, or romantic relationships. I mean like in friendships as well. Um, people will say I'm an introverted sort of person. Is that because I don't like having <laughs> having contact with different people or being so social, or is it because I just don't like dealing with other people and the fact that um, I might be forming relationships with different people and having to be part of their lives as well? Because then I then have that responsibility of being a good friend. That's something that I will never know f to the full extent because I think it all comes down to each relationship. Um, I guess... I guess it's not being about, when when we talk about going to therapy, I know the first things when I was going through it was that I always thought you had to be really, really bad and that was because I was really bad when I was told or recommended to actually go. Um, for me, you know, for a lot of people, I guess, people who haven't gone, you know, you, it feels like the only people who do go get sent there in a stray jacket and then they get put in a phone room um, until, you know, these people are crazy. Um, but it's not, it's, it's, if I could have gone when I was good, uh, or if I could have gone and been taught all the tools that I have, uh, now before anything got bad, I would never have got as bad as I was. So I always use the analogy of the car service. Um, you know, you don't get a car serviced when it's going bad. You get a car serviced all the time just to maintain its, its optimal output. Um, if you start getting really, really bad and then you go, and it doesn't go well for you, it's really difficult for you to see that there is any positives um, in what you're doing. And I think that goes for anything in life. So um, that's the first one. You don't have to be crazy to go. You don't have to be bad to go. Everyone has emotions. Everyone has feelings. Everyone has different ways of, of dealing with those. Uh, but we could all use with more tools uh, to be able to get through what we are getting through. So um, I'm quite open with it now. And I think... Because I, w I got so scared of telling people about it or telling people that I go because I thought it was only for crazies and I thought most people would perceive the people who do go as crazy people, um, I didn't want people to you know know about that and I found it really hard to open up about it to different people, especially people I got really, really close with. Um, like I, I barely tell my flatmates because um, I just feel like they'd treat me different and to a certain extent, it kind of does. It, it changes the dynamic uh, depending on the types of people. So some of my closest friends, yeah, I'll tell them um, I'll tell them for sure and I'll tell them straight up and I'll tell them, bro, you should probably go too. It'll be really, really good for you. Um, and the ones who do go, I have really, really good chats with them now because they've unlocked that part of them which 
you know, is, is capable of understanding their emotions, but also capable of finding solutions for uh, the different emotions that they have. So I know a lot of us feel, and I know a lot of us talk about the sad feelings that we have, but it's being able to push past uh, just having those feelings and actually starting to identify ways that we can get out of this, because we can all make it. We will all make it. Um, and I think... I got so scared of telling different people, like I said, because they would treat me differently, but I thought it was going to push people away. But really, like I said, it starts, it opens up that area of conversation with different people and you start to have really deep, intimate connections with different people because you are aware of who it is that you are. Um, so that's something, I think the big one for me, or one of the biggest skills that I've been going back to uh, because I've had to do a whole heap of therapy, really, because I just feel like, um, like I've said, I just feel like I don't belong at the moment. I just feel like something hasn't quite clicked. Um, and I think the biggest one is just, you know, I need to come back to the moment that I'm in. I jumped forward to like 6,082 the year, and that was all I was thinking about. And I wasn't thinking about where I was now, and I was thinking... You know, a lot of that stressed me out because I was so focused on where I was and, and I wasn't here. I was just a body moving around uh, and I wasn't here. And part of that pushed me into this really, really deep place or dark place for about a month. And you can tell over the last couple of episodes, I just haven't been there. Uh, and that's just how I've been. So I'm picking myself back up uh, and I'm just trying to remind myself that this is where I need to be uh, and that things are going to be fine. Things will be fine. Um, and something that I'm trying not to do as well is just hold grudges that make me mad. Uh, because that's that vicious cycle of me feeling like, you know, that person did me this did me wrong. And then you just get keep getting mad at that. It's like if I had done this differently, you know, would that have made the way that they change? Uh, made the made the way that they were change? Like would they change because of that? Um, and what you find is that they're just doing their thing. They're just doing their thing. Nothing's really bothering them whatsoever. Uh, and you're the one who's caught up in that grudge. So release it if you don't have to look after it. And sometimes, you know, the thing is that person had no idea that they did what they did to you. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen Eagle vs. Shark, but the whole premise of that is him getting like a huge, getting ready for a huge fight um, from someone who used to bully him back at, at school. He calls the guy, the guy shows up, and sorry, I'm, I'm ruining this for you. And, and he just said he had no idea, like he held that grudge for so long. So it's something that like maybe if you had talked about it, or maybe, you know, that person is not suffering as much as you are. So the classic Buddhist proverb of there's two arrows to every hurt. There's the initial pain when it happens to you, but then there is the second pain, which is the second arrow, and that's the suffering that comes with it. We choose whether we want to suffer or not. Um, but the first pain obviously does hurt, uh, but how we ruminate in those thoughts afterwards or how we dwell on all that sort of stuff afterwards is what determines whether we are in pain or not. Um, so that's an, you know those are all vicious cycles that I wanted to talk about, and I know some of you had vicious cycles as well. Uh, this is going to be a part two. I'm going to talk about that in the next one, but the key ones to take away from today is just that we fall into these all the time. When things start to happen, you need to identify what are the behaviors that work together? And some of you have, and you message those into me, so I'll talk about those in the next episode. Uh, but the first one is you need to identify what goes wrong and what are your classic traits after that point. From there, what you want to do is you want to figure out 
who it is that you can support or who it is. Maybe you can talk to yourself about it um, just to see, you know, what are my areas of solutions or what are my things that I want to replace those patterns of behavior with. Uh, And then also, remember, if you are struggling, you don't necessarily have to go to a counselor, but definitely think about, you know, what it is that you can do to start getting you into a better place. I know that focusing on your breathing, focusing on the physiological um, things that you can do for yourself, such as uh, such as the breathing, as I said before, the meditation, being where you are to really slow that heart rate down and to actually start to feel where you are in that moment uh, and then get to know you a little bit more as well. I know that once you have that sort of solace in yourself, that's when you can start to connect with others. It's so backwards, it feels really wrong that you need to connect with yourself first before you can connect with others, uh, but that's just the way it goes, and I think because you understand who you are, you understand what you're willing to negotiate uh, with other people to make some sort of social circumstances work. Uh, so that's been another episode of the Good To Be Here podcast, and it is good to be here, it's so good to be here, and I hope you can hear it in my voice that I'm really, really pushing that was a whole bunch, and I know it's going to be a bit full on, but please send this on to other people if you think that this is something they want to listen to. The one, the people I want to listen to this are people who, um, you know, people who have felt this way before, people who feel like they are alone in this journey. You're not, and I'm not. Ta- I'm not saying that to take the shine away from you. Like you're still special. Your struggles are very unique to you, um, but we can all help each other out. Okay, we've all got this. My name is Troy, and I love you.